Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Raff and the Meatballs. Today we have Murphy Monroe, Joey Spano, Coach Raff, John Quinlan. Welcome to the show, John. John is a um, 1982 graduate of Marquette High School. He played three sports here. He played baseball, football, and wrestling. He won a baseball state title in 1982. He also won three state championships in wrestling in 80, 81, and 82. Those are still the only teams here at Marquette High to ever win the wrestling titles. So John was on those teams. John's also a coach. He's been coaching wrestling for, I think this is his 41st year. He is the all-time winningest coach in the history of Wisconsin for dual meets. He has uh, accumulated 685 wins, I believe it is. He's currently the head coach at Nicolet. So John, my question to you is this. Um, when, you were, when you were a student here and when you wrestled, you were coached. Your coach was extremely, extremely tough on you guys, strict, didn't take no for an answer, and you started relatively at a young age coaching. How did you develop your style? Because I've, I've watched you coach, and you don't coach anything like that guy. You, you're, <laughs> you're much more laid back. You're much more positive, and, you, and you, it looks like you really are into what the kids are doing and you trust them. So how did you kind of develop your style at such a young age? Um, well, I think part of it's just my, my personality, I think is just a little more laid back, but, um, uh, I think in my years here, um, I was really fortunate, uh, as you said, you know, playing three sports, but, uh, it wasn't just coach Fanner still when I, when I was here. Um, you know, you know, I had a, a lot of really good coaches, obviously with coach Basham, uh, Terry Kelly, uh, Rick Breitish with baseball, Bob Brzezinski with baseball. Uh, I was able to coach with Rick as well, um, for some of my years doing football here. Uh, coach with Brzezinski and Fanner still. Um, and just even, you know, you, you, you'd watch just how people would do it, like uh, Jim Carney and just uh, uh, Paul Nowak and Warren Smith. And just, you know, I had uh, just some, I mean, around here, uh, those are legendary coaches. But I think I kind of uh, tried to pick and pick a little bit, you know, something good from each one of them and kind of developing your own personality. I mean, there's a reason why all those guys were extremely successful. And, um, you know, just for instance, like, uh, like like Dick Basham, you know, was um, what well, was definitely you know a lot more laid back. I think he got opened up a little more as as the years went on. But when 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 I was with him, um, you know, he was a math teacher, and again, I didn't have him because again, he had all of the upper level classes. But uh, that that's kind of was the way he you know kind of coached it too, as far as uh, very analytically. And you know, one thing I definitely always picked up from him was, you know, to just. Over being over prepared, you know, prepare for the worst thing that they can possibly do to you, you know, and everything else will kind of fall in line, you know. So, um, so yeah, Fanny and wrestling was, yeah, just uh, there was stuff, you know, I didn't definitely didn't pick up from him, but there's definitely some things that you did, and you know, as far as just getting guys in shape, and um, yeah, just uh, you know, there's there's times you can be a little more demonstrative, some you know, just things you can do, but yeah, you pick up just little things along and make the best of it. Well, yeah, he, F Fanning, I thought was extremely uh, competitive. I and, you, and obviously you pick that up from him because you wouldn't be in this business coaching for forty plus years if you weren't a competitive guy. And I and I know you to be very competitive in all the things you do, including golf. But we'll get into the golf later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Mr. Quinlan, you claim you're not a high-profile uh, guest, but I searched your name, and there's a, a hefty article about your legendary career and, you know, talks about your love for wrestling and how it is different than the other sports you coached. And you even quote Dan Gable, you know, once you wrestle, everything else in life is easy. So mm -hmm. can you talk about how wrestling is different than, you know, football, basketball, baseball, and, you know, how these high school, uh, high, high school sports shape you into who you will become? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, sure. Um, yeah, your wrestling definitely is uh, different than all those um, mentally, you know, and even physically. You know, when you, you think about uh, football, you know, it's basically a series of a lot of eight, nine second goes. You know, um, you know, you're going hard for that little bit, but um, uh, whereas wrestling, you know, you can't let up for you know it's three two minute periods, but you're going the the, the entire time. So just mentally, it can be a lot more wear and tear. Um, Anya, uh, you know, obviously there, there's the weight factor where um, you still, you know, you don't have to drop weight or things like that, but a lot of times you just got to monitor your weight uh, sometimes on a daily basis. Um, and just, uh, you know, just sometimes you're going to go against a variety of guys that for the most part, okay, yeah, they're going to be close to your weight class, not always like in the heavyweight class where guys can be 30 or 40 pounds heavier, but um, just, just a lot of mentally, you know, you can have a lot more just one-on-one -on -one activity and you can get a kid that's, you know, a freshman that's 15 years old going against an 18-year-old senior where that can be a, you know, a big difference that way. But even though they weigh the same, physically, just maturely-wise, you know, that can be a, a, a bit different. But uh, so mentally there's a, a – wrestling, I should say, is um, – Definitely, uh, it's definitely, I mean, at least as far as I'm concerned, it's the, the toughest high school sport that's out there, um, just in, in all aspects of it, you know. Um, and it still brings in even the uh, individual, but also the team aspect of it when you go to dual meets and, you know, you can do little things even if you're not one of the, you know, studs on the team. Uh, just not getting pinned can save three points. Everyone can, you know, just do their little bits of it. But you got 14 guys trying to, uh, you know, contribute and do everything they can, and everyone's equal as far as that. You know, even the best guy, you can have the state champion on your team, but in a dual meet, the most he can get is six points. Mm -hmm. um, so, and everyone's kind of, you know, building in that way. So, um, yeah, I said, yeah, just, I think more so, not even so much the physical part of it, but um, mentally, I think wrestling can just really wear and tear on you. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's, I think in wrestling, there's just uh, the confidence that these these kids have, and the determination, and the discipline. I coached wrestling for one year. It was, it was my favorite sport to coach. Uh, the kids are just dialed in. They're dedicated. They're confident, and to, to be able to go out on that mat one on one. I mean, there's no one else out there. It's you versus him. That takes a lot of courage and uh, discipline to go out and do that. Yeah, it does uh, without doubt. And, you know. There's, there's some kids that, you know, can't handle that aspect of it, you know, just going out in front of a big crowd and it's one-on-one, -on -one, whereas in, you know, football, you say, well, I blocked my guy on that play. You know, I did my job. I covered my guy. Um, you know, I handed the ball off well. I, I snapped it well. Whatever, baseball, okay, you know, we, yeah, we lost, but I got, you know, three hits today. Um, I think, you know, in every sport you can go through that type of stuff, whereas wrestling, yeah, it's one-on-one. It's -on -one. There's nobody else to blame. You know, if you get beat, you get beat. You got to get up, you know, look the guy in the face, shake his hand, say, you know, nice job. And I'll try to get you next time, but um, yeah, it's it's a mono a mono mono thing, and yeah, it's it's mm -hmm. tough sometimes. Yeah, so I mean, I got into hockey at a young age, um, just because my brothers did. But I always said that if I didn't play hockey, I would have liked to wrestle, just because my dad was a big wrestler in high school. So for you, like, what got you interested in wrestling, and uh, were you fa from a family of wrestlers? Or uh, my my dad had done it a little bit. I mean, guys are going back to the you know, the 40s for that, but um, he'd done a little just down the street at uh, Jezu, uh, down by, down the Marquette campus. He, uh, he grew up down that way. Uh, my brother had done it um, in high school. He was a 77 graduate of here, so I kind of grew up, uh, you know, kind of in 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, kind of going to his. Um, where I grew up, um, I, I kind of grew up in Brown Deer. Uh, went to, we didn't have anything at Our Lady of Good Hope, um, you know, go Wildcats. <laughs> um, but uh, we didn't have any uh, program or anything like that. So I kind of came in the, 
the first year. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, it was um, I was debating and you know, I almost went off for basketball. Um, I did that in, in grade school. We had a, we had a basketball team there and um, I had gone to a couple of camps that had been here um, in eighth grade. And I was going to kind of thinking of doing that. And then I kind of saw the sign up and there was like 78 kids going out for freshman basketball that year. Um, we were going to have two teams and I knew they weren't cutting for wrestling and kind of had a little history there with that. So, um, yeah, just kind of got into that way. For me, wrestling was at, at start, at least it was kind of a third sport. It was just something to do during the winter between, um, yeah. you know, between football and baseball. Did it help you, uh, when you played football? Cause I know coach K if you're not doing a winter sport, sometimes suggests wrestling during the winter. Mm-hmm. Did it did it transition to your football career at all? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and and I still try to get you know kids to do that too. It, it's just kind of funny. We we at Nicolay, I'm just getting a kid um, that's decided to come back out. Was it wasn't going to go out, and then uh, he went to make a visit in fo- in football out at Eau Claire. And even though we had told him multiple times, the, the coach at Eau Claire had said, "Yeah, you know, if you're not doing anything this winter, you really should be wrestling." And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, now he comes back and wants to go out, you know. And yeah. and it uh, it really kind of shows where there's, there's sometimes, you know, that you can get a lot of high school coaches, I think even uh, quite a good number, who, who might tell you, yeah, you know, I want you to just lift and get big for football, mm-hmm. where the college coaches are kind of saying it just the opposite, and they want guys to compete, you know, mm-hmm. whether they'll get them bigger when they get to college. But they want guys that are willing to toe the line, whether it's basketball, whether it's swimming during the, during the winter, but obviously especially wrestling. Uh, just that that competition that you go in and you're going one on one. Obviously with linemen, linebackers, anything like that, all that hand hand to hand combat uh, that you're going through and and battling for that kind of stuff is uh, get, just getting hand position, hip position. That's it's huge with that. But it uh, it definitely uh, it just got me uh, definitely getting better. I think um, when I coming in um, again, I didn't have a um, you know we had flag football when I was growing up, and there wasn't anything in my area at least as far as tackle. So. Um, a lot of those guys coming in from Christ King and other areas, you know, had that coming in. So I had to kind of catch up a little bit that way. Wrestling definitely helped. I think I think it made a big difference between my freshman and sophomore year when I did wrestling in the, in the off season, just doing that the tackling and the physicality, which I hadn't really didn't have coming in. Yeah, yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that going out for other sports just for competing is so important, mm-hmm. just so you learn how to compete. And if, yeah, if you're playing three, four sports, of course, it's going to help your skill set. But the idea of being in, you know, in that competition all the time, that really can pay some dividends in the long run. I know these guys are running other sports, and, and I know that um, after winning the uh, state championship in football, they're going to be able to carry some of that, that competition along with them, and they've, they've, known, they've learned how to win. And that can go a long way as you go on the journey in your next sport. Yeah, for sure. And now for our segments. So our first segment is Mount Rushmore. The Mount Rushmore question today is your top four favorite golf courses to golf at. Who? Uh, let's see. Um, well, one I think would definitely have to be uh, Whistling Straits. Um, unfortunate that um, back a few years back when I was working as a tournament director for the PGA, I was able to get out there a few times and. Um, that's just you know not only just a difficult being a difficult golf course, but just the whole scenery of it, just being right on, on Lake Michigan. Mm. Um, that would be one, uh, two. I guess for me, just growing up in Brown Deer, um, Brown Deer Golf Course has just always been one of my favorites. You know, I probably played it I don't know 
500 times or whatever yeah. in the past. But uh, it, it's just, for me, it's just always one of those courses I find a new tree or a new hazard to get into. <laughs> something it seems like every time yeah. you'd think I'd hit, hit it everywhere on that course that you possibly could. But uh, it, it just never seems to be the same round, you know, again, you know, for me. So that, that one's always a kind of a special uh, special one for me. Um a couple other ones, I, I guess that would be uh, in the state that uh, I've been to a number of times um, and gotten to play. Uh, I really like uh, Blackhawk Country Club in uh, mm-hmm. in the Madison area. Um, not really long, but uh, tight and just kind of has, you know, just I, I kind of also just like sometimes just the, the courses that just have the big old trees and kind of have been there a long time. Um, so I've always liked that one. And then uh, probably Lacrosse Country Club. Just being up on the uh, on the bluffs on that one, there's again just the views on the golf course. I think are kind of second in on there. Yeah. What about you, Raf? You have a you have a golf course. You you. Yeah. He's not much of a golfer. Are you? Are you? Are you a golfer? I shoot in the seventies. Oh. oh yeah. If it gets any hotter than that, I don't play. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a great one. It's my second golf joke of the year, guys, on the podcast. I used to, when I used to play with him a lot, yep. he'd always wear two pair of pants. <laughs> there He's it got is. a hole in the one. There it, is. Hole in the <laughs> there it is. All right, we'll move on to our next segment here. I think we, there, yeah, we will move on to our next segment here. Uh, that is our Marquette highlight. Um, so that is your top favorite uh, Marquette high moment that you know, kind of stands out to you. Hmm. Uh, let's see, as far as... Uh, Athletically, pro- probably, you know, uh, it being kind of one of the last things I did here was uh, um, the day before graduation was uh, when we made the state baseball finals. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, probably winning the state title in, in baseball was was pretty special just in the fact that, uh, you know, we won it with a, a three-run homer in, in the bottom of the seventh and a walk-off, and it was a pretty pretty neat game that way. Um, did you hit the home run? Uh, I did not, no. You did not. No. <laughs> You, had, you had to be on base at least. I did no. I had two hits of that game. Okay, right. but who's counting? But were you were on base at least for the home run? Uh, no, actually, uh, okay. I, made, I made the first out that inning with a runner on first. So, oh, very uh, nice. <laughs> but uh, so I got to watch it all. But um, uh, it was uh, yeah, that was pretty special. And the, you know, the only probably bad part about it was that uh, we had had a rain delay between the semifinals and the finals, so mm-hmm. the, the game got over literally at like ten o'clock at night. Oh, geez. And we had to be back here at like. You know, it was up in Stevens Point, and we had to be back here at like 8 a.m. for graduation on, you know, on Sunday morning. Um, so you didn't really kind of get to, you know, kind of celebrate it with the whole team. But uh, yeah, it was still, uh, it was still a pretty neat event there. Um, obviously, winning the um, the titles in wrestling was uh, was very nice, uh, and I had a lot of just great memories from uh, from football as well. Um, I think, I think more so. I mean, we were we were solid, and we, and we made made it to the semifinals, but. Um, I think just uh, the the teammates that I had there, uh, you know, even uh, tomorrow at uh, Mission Barbecue. I mean, 41 years later, and a bunch of us are uh, getting together there. And one of my classmates owns Mission Barbecue, but mm-hmm. Coach Tomlinson's going to be there. You know, we graduated mm-hmm. together, and um, you know, but uh, six, seven guys from the class that you know, yeah, we played football and stuff, and uh, so we're still you know together all these years later. So, um, yeah, I think I think just uh, the the friendships and stuff that I developed uh, over the years were, um, as I said, you know, 41 years later, and you're still in touch with a lot of these guys. That uh, That's probably the biggest highlight, I think, is the uh, relationships that I made here. Yeah. Uh, so many people have said that, that we've had on the podcast, that the, the, the Marquette community and the relationships are so important to them. And you're, of course, living that 
like you said, 41 years with your friends, and you're going to see them all again tomorrow. That's great. Who picks the music for this thing? I know it's not the best. <laughs> <laughs> he does, <laughs> and he he. <laughs> we like I said, we can't use any uh, quality music. We mm. have to use this Copyrighted. stuff. But if you know how to play the kazoo, maybe you could start. Yeah, maybe you could do some blowing a little in tune. person. You well, could sing the market high fight song. Yeah, which one? Record you there. The, the college or the high school? The high school. I can't. You should sing. <laughs> I, didn't I, didn't, I can't. I'm not even allowed to sing. I didn't go here. Right? And, uh, and there's a reason for that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> money. I didn't have the money to go here. Like yeah. You got yeah, all that. All right. right. Like your dad was a postman, right? What's your? What's the mailman? Yes. Oh, you want me to get on my yeah, question? No, I'll, yeah. I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> John, this question comes from Billy Bradford from Brown Deer. BBB. Billy Bradford. From Brown Deer, Wisconsin. Yes, Billy Bradford. Triple B. Okay. That's Triple. Correct. Oh, Billy. Yeah. He asks you to explain what a handicap in golf means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Having you as a partner is the biggest one. Well, that's, um, yeah, that's probably but, true. Uh, it's like you, Murphy. Although, remember at Oakwood when we took down the uh, two not, so. the two uh, club pros that day? Remember what was we it? We did, we did, yeah. We wiped those guys out. Yes. But that that's another story. That is. Um, handicap in golf. Okay, would be, you know, basically just uh, it kind of about your uh, – Average score. You're going to take your uh, 20 scores, and you're going to take your 10 best of those, and what that pretty much averages out to be. Oh, it's nice. Mm-hmm. So, would you say if you shot like 81, you'd be a 17 handicap? Uh, not normally. Uh, if that was your average score, no, you wouldn't be. But um, so, it'd be like a, a an outlier around like that. Something like yeah, that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering because I've seen you shoot a lot of 81s with a little bit of a higher handicap. Well, you just had a good day, right? Now that I'm a senior, it's getting up there. <laughs> <laughs> Made a few putts, you know. Yeah, yeah, okay. you know, things went right. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody have a great holiday season <laughs> if we don't hear from you again. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Raph and the Meatballs. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Mr. Cronin, for coming on. Thank you for having me. Thanks, boys.